has a very basic form, uh, capable to change, to change, to change, to change, to change. Tumble and fumble around instead, you know my head is like a Rubik's Cube. Hello, we're back. Not too bad, Richie. Ah, just the two of us sitting tonight for a while. I know you might get peed along in a, in, in a little while, but uh, yeah, he's, and moonlight, we, he's moonlighting, isn't he? He's, he's moonlighting, he is, but uh, he's putting up a good fight, I'm sure, wherever he is. Yeah. Uh, but um, let we, we all have three people waiting in the green room as well, uh, tonight, but um, yeah, I think I'll chat to you after the, the game at the, the weekend. Are you happy with the result? That's a stupid question, is it? <laughs> four, four, one. We don't particularly play uh, well. Yeah, of course. I'm out. I'm out with the moon, mate. Just, I, I think you know what. The only, only thing I, which was the downside of the actual performance was the goal conceding. And I think what was one of the main things I really took from watching the highlights. Obviously, I was away on Sunday. Um, was Botman's reaction when the, the scored when he absolutely lost it, yeah, and he did the exactly yeah, he did exactly the same against Fulham when they conceded late on as well. And it's it's great seeing that passion that they're so determined to keep a clean sheet. Do you know what I mean? And it was I know it I know it was like what you always say, it's like you know the, the game's already done and dusted, dead and buried, and it's nothing more than a consolation, but it's still nice that they're so you know, it's it's not it's not the days where you used to have to you got a clean sheet bonus that was like really worth, you know made a difference to your family you know these little these are just little bonuses they get now monthly value that they get going focused they're on yeah. you know the wage structure they're on now and stuff like that's just you know not even in the same uh terms as what it used to be but it's still nice that they've got that that defenders want to defend they want to keep the clean sheet and it means everything to them um, and just that passion that i know i know there was obviously defensive changes as well it wasn't the you know the normal back four at the time when it we conceded it, but it's still nice to see that passion that the don't want to concede goals no matter what. No, no, you're right, Richie. And um, yeah, it's it's a it's a mental thing that they want they want to be the best defense uh, in the Premier League. But uh, Eddie's high flying, high performing mags. Yeah. Right. Let's let's get our first guest on, or else we start talking about all the different topics and yeah. be half an hour gone. Uh, let's guess. Uh, Ryan was first in the in the chat, so let's get Ryan in right from the man cave. Here's Ryan, and I'm gonna do what I forgot to do the last time: is put you on the big screen. Uh, all, our, all our guests, <laughs> <laughs> so everyone gets to sample the man cave. So, uh, how's life, Ryan? Ah, uh, it's all good. How about you guys? All good. Yeah, all right. Yeah, you all right. Now some 
football, just for me playing video games, Jim. Newcastle as well, it's all great. <laughs> you know, I, I, I find that's really, really good because Newcastle doing so well now. There's so much more online content around Newcastle. And I'm not just talking about the Newcastle podcast. I'm talking like, you know, mainstream now. It's really good to see the amount of content out there. Uh, and I know, no doubt we'll talk about I know Daz briefly mentioned Eddie Howe's high performance podcast. And that was out, I killed yesterday. And that was just absolutely fantastic. Anybody who hasn't watched it yet, why haven't you watched it? But to, to it, seriously, it gives you a huge insight to the, the man that's leading our. Uh, on-field exploits, and it is just different class. He really is. I don't know whether you've seen it yet, Ryan. Uh, I've seen like 90% of it. I got like 10, 20 minutes to watch, but I think the best part, and I honestly didn't know this till now, but like I think the most fascinating thing is Eddie Howe, during his time off, he was an analyzing stuff, like his, how to conduct uh, team talks and like meetings. I thought that was class, and like <clears throat> You don't notice too, like you don't even think about it, but like um it's good that I guess that giant uh like expansion that they had at uh Benton, like the train ground was uh I guess it was like a tactics like a uh, like a player meeting room almost and like Eddie Howe wanted to build that so it gets his player in the zone and like they want to think tactically rather as conducting team meetings in the changing room when um there's like jewelry, like you gotta your shoes you know, music, they're all as a surroundings, but then you're putting a new surrounding where it's chairs, big screen, like some monitors, uh, all that. And like, it, it gets the players all uh, focused up. And I thought that was the most intriguing thing for me. Cause, um, Eddie Howe was like analyzing the most small bit of details and all those small details add up to be big things. Yeah. Like yeah. just for the players morale to like, um, like tactically as well, preparing them. Like I thought it was brilliant. Was, was that that section that, that they built on? That was the St. James's Park in the home dressing room, I think. Yeah, it? it is. It's the yeah. when they did the improvements pre-season, like in the off-season, where it's like the extra room that was on the back of it. Yeah. So you know, I think when you had the was it the uh, I think maybe the Bruno one when you actually saw him join the club and he came out of that room and he went and met everyone yeah, in the changing yeah. room. Yeah, so that's yeah, yeah. the room that this new tactics room that they've built out. So it's it's good. That means that you know everyone's looking at the coaching staff. You know they're not looking at the floor or tying the shoelaces. That's what it is. Yeah, I yeah. Think they go in that room. They sit down. They focused, and they, yeah. it's obviously it's just, working. It's the smallest <clears> thing that you don't even think of until Eddie Howe speaks it. And like, yeah. not even just away from football, but the guy's pretty inspiring to be honest too. Just as like from a human perspective too, like. I think it's amazing. Yeah, no, totally, totally uh, uh, agree, Ryan. And like, uh, even when he comes in as well, uh, and where everyone um, goes and tells their story, and it's it's like it's not a, it's not a comedy show or something or an initiation session. It's it's te tell us about your life or tell us about your background or whatever you want to bring to the table, and and they each take it in turn, and it's just building the bonds within the team and and I, I think I saw a story as well where uh, after the Southampton game didn't, didn't the team go out for, for dinner as well or something uh, just to it get another bond it was the Villa game was last Villa week game? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, okay cool uh, but uh, no it's just just uh, and, and just 
Eddie Howe just gives it absolutely everything. You know, he, he doesn't he doesn't hold back at all. You know, it is. I'm sure uh, Eddie Howe is like giving like a lot of information like on the new train ground of what he wants from the owners and what they want to build. I think like I don't know if this is Eddie Howe's idea, but like one brilliant idea I saw was from Real Madrid when their train ground where they have like this apartment complex where uh, I guess new players if they arrive. And like they don't have a home, or they don't, they're not so they have their own room complex where they can go, um, like sleep, chill out, play games, whatever. Like, I think it'll, stuff like that we'll see uh, at the future train ground, and I think it's going to be extraordinary. I'm sure Eddie Howe will have a huge say in like impact of what that train ground is going to look like and be like. Yeah, and they'll, they'll take the best of what they see across the other clubs in, in around the world as well, and and yeah, it'll be the place to be. Well, it's good too that Eddie Howe, like he's so he's obviously so engaged and like addicted to football. Like um, he stepped back for a second. He's like, yeah, well, I'll get some opinions from non-football people. I'll go to like a rugby uh, training ground yeah. complex. I'll talk with everyone from there. Like he's gathering a million opinions and it's just as a collective, it's just making him a better person. So I think from that podcast, we see a bit more specifics of how, how well and uh, beneficial his um, his one year, a year, year and a half, whatever it was, he was off from Bournemouth till when we appointed him as manager. Yeah, and yeah. he made sure he took that year off as well, that not to go back any earlier and, and to told his agent to, to oh, I'm sure everyone has seen it, so we're kind of just repeating it. But yeah, it, it, if you haven't seen it, you have to watch it. You really do. Uh, take the time. Uh, it is about an hour and 45 minutes long, but uh, it's, it's well worth it. Drive home at the gym, just watching. It. It's brilliant. And like, any, like, I've just been so addicted to podcasts and like, just, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like a dopamine feeling, just, Boom, like hearing opinions all the time, whether it's football or Newcastle, like I love it. Awesome. Um, well, you'll be able to listen back to this one again because we are also, if you like it in podcast form, uh, it's it, available on Spotify and Apple Music. So uh, you can check that out at your leisure. Um, but uh, was there anything, because we, we kind of just jumped in on that uh, particular topic, Ryan. Was there anything you wanted to come and, and to talk about or? Was it just general? Uh, well, I guess the Palace game for tomorrow. I mean, um, I think this is going to be a hard one to predict because I wouldn't say Eddie Howell is going to put out like the strongest squad, but or no, strongest 11, but we'll have a strong squad all together. Like we might see Bruno on the bench, um, or he may even start, honestly. But I can guarantee and I hope to see people like ASM. Shelby start and like maybe anchor the midfield. Um, I think the back line might change a bit. I think Nick Pope will actually start tomorrow, though. I feel like we'll just kind of uh, almost like ride it out the wave and just continue playing with one keeper throughout unless maybe something happens to fatigue or injury to Pope. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for that game tomorrow and uh, I'm sure we'll get a still a high level performance because everyone's coached. Uh, the same. Obviously, there will be eagerness and uh, and players like uh, willing to to give their best shot that don't give much game time. Um, so yeah, and then Chelsea as well. Like uh, 
I mean, obviously, our opinion might change based on the game tomorrow. Maybe if we lose badly or something, we lose and be like, oh, we might not do well against Chelsea. But it's looking pretty bright, like the next two games, two home games. Like, we should, I expect, I feel like we could easily win those two. Like, there's no stopping us. Rival fans saying that we're, that, you know, like we're, how long can we sustain this for? But you look at the calendar form and the year, the form since Eddie Howe took over, and it's, it's not stopping at all, especially with the wealth we have, the ownership. Here it is. This, yeah, this ex- is, exactly. This is He's the fifth best. Uh, we're, we're the fifth best team in the Premier League since he became manager. So after four forty-one games, and here's here's another little picture as well. The graphics just. Uh, oh, this says here he's played forty-three games, but um, but anyway, he's just it's just like totally different level who we're at now than uh, we were under the. Obviously, under the Ashley and Bruce era, it is what you, it is when you look at the stats and you break that back up, that uh, picture back up, does. But it's, it's you know, say forty-eight. Let's just say forty-nine percent win rate, right? And the majority of the defeats came at the very start when he just inherited yeah. Bruce's team. So that actually goes. It would be interesting to see. Obviously, I don't know what the, it'll probably get talked about again when the the break comes out. But what actually Newcastle's record would be for, for the calendar year? Because obviously after the Chelsea game, we've only got two more. There's two more league games after that, I think, I believe, uh, to round out the year before the transfer window opens. Yeah. be interested to see what he stats off for the calendar year, not take into consideration then obviously November and December where, you know, he had that team that was just inherited off Bruce, low on conference. And then obviously you had Leicester, the, the game at Leicester, which we, we were awful. And then we had Liverpool, we had Man City. All in that period, Man United in that period in December after after the Burnley win. Um, so if you take all of those out, it'll be interesting to see what the actual win percentage would be. It'll be a hell of a lot higher on that. Oh, yeah, yeah I think uh, I think whatever the win record is, like it'll be amazing. And the best thing is, is that the real expectation really hasn't come for us yet, I think we almost have a bit of a free ride this season just to like finish top 10, but we're, we're doing so well and punching, not punching above our weight, but we're, we're going above and beyond um, what we all thought we we're capable of. And we're in third place right now. Like it's, it's amazing. And the fact that we're all looking at our rival games and seeing results like, uh, like if Tottenham would like, we're all ho- hoping that Liverpool would win on Sunday, I think and hope that Tottenham lose so he could actually claim third spot. And obviously Chelsea losing too. Like it just points up, puts an even bigger gap between this, um, us and them. So it's a complete switch around from last year, but it's <clears throat> it's it's good. To, it's obviously a good switch. I have a question, uh, Ryan. I, and uh, Remind me to put it to each of our guests, Richie, and I'm going to put it to you as well. But I'll put it to Ryan first. Okay, Ryan, I'm going to give you the option. You, uh, Newcastle can either finish, or sorry, can either get to the League Cup final, not not ten winners, but just get to the League Cup final, or finish in the top four and be in the Champions League next year. Which which do you want? League Cup final. League Cup final. It's all about. Tro- I think it's. Oh, you could Richie can go first and all. No problem, Ryan. You, you finished off. You were saying. Okay. Right, right. No, I just think that like, I think football fans are more obsessed with just the. Uh, like finishing top four and like uh like just being in the biggest and best, but it should be about winning what's in, winning the competitions you have and 
I'd take a final and have the, the possibility of winning rather than just guaranteed Champions League because, uh, look, we're doing so well right now. And I have to say, like, if you compare us to the rivals, like, we're doing so well as well because we don't have Europe like they do. We don't – there's less fatigue in our squad compared to the, our other rivals. So with that, and, like, imagine we get Champions League. It could be, like, almost, like, 10 years ago where we got Europa League and, like, we – like I guess different ownership and like uh, different squad players and stuff, but it could easily just be like you get Champions League and then like uh, you finish like very low in the table almost. Okay. No, kind of like I, what Leicester did a few years ago when they won the league, I think, and then uh, they're like really low down, but like they got pretty far in the Champions League, but that didn't really matter anyways because they didn't win it, right? So I'd, I'd take a final every day long. Okay, that's fair enough, Ryan. I'm going to ask you the same question, Richie. So again, just just remember, it's to, to get to the League Cup final, not saying what you're going to win it, you're going to get to it, or you're get top four and you're in the Champions League next year. What are you taking? It is a tough one. Um, I think if you if you'd said that you you were definitely going to, you were going to win the League Cup, I think you'd you'd say you'd go for the League Cup. Um, but getting to the final, I'd look at that. If you get to the Champions League top four, it's <clears throat> making this project go ahead a lot quicker. So what, what that means is obviously we know that we're the richest club in the world now, and we're, we're you know we're, we're knocking on the top four like door now, and we've you know we we, we haven't spent multi million pounds like Man City have, like Liverpool have, like Chelsea have, like Spurs have over the years. You know we've we've spent two hundred and what sixteen million over a window. But we've spent nothing for the last 14 years. So we haven't even got what you would class as, you know, a, technically an outstanding squad, really. You know, if you go back to half, what's three, three quarters of the squad, squad pretty much, where, you know, re- relegation fodder last year, no good to, you know, putting it in there with no good to stay in the league and stuff like that. So for me, if you can get top four in Champions League football, or at least did the, the chance to get into the qualifier if you finish fourth, for example, and in qualify yeah. third. The amount of people, players that you'll actually be able to draw to the club even earlier, strengthen the squad in depth. And for me, it's not like we have been for the last 50 odd years without a major trophy. There is a trophy coming in the next few years. And for me, you know, even if I'd rather get Champions League football because it's going to put that project further ahead than where it should be. Because to me, I don't, you know, you're going to win something like one of the cups. You could be winning the league in a few years. You don't know. For me, I'd be, I'd be going top four just for the how it boosts the project on. Because as I said, we are going to, win, we are going to win a trophy within the next three, four years for definite, in my opinion. Okay. Maybe maybe I'll keep my opinion so I'll let, let a few more people come on the show and give their. We're opinion. just going to go with whatever the majority says, no, Dad. No, I know what no, you no, like. No. I'm not, I, I can give, I you, I can give the, you my opinion now. <laughs> I think on. the one slight thing I disagree with is I feel like it's a bit of a myth that you can't attract the best players without Champions League. Like, look at what Man United did over the years when they got Ibra, uh, Pogba, all these players when they're in Europa League. Like, maybe it's just the club name itself and Man United being so thought after uh, like worldwide almost but i think it's more just like the vision that sells clubs 
and obviously like Champions League helps, but I don't think it's like the main factor to attract the best, the biggest and the best. I think I, I think if you if you add on to that, Ryan, I think what you've got to look at is you know, people keep turning around and saying, Oh, you should be going after this name. We know when when the third when the takeover went, so everyone's saying, Oh, they're gonna go for this one, they're gonna go for this one, this player, <laughs> yeah. this player. And we all knew it wasn't be the case, and I still believe it won't be the case because at the end of the day, you look at the people that they've brought in who, when we were relegation fodder, like Bruno, like Trippier, like Dan Byrne, and obviously Dan Byrne, you can possibly you know possibly have as the exception because he's a he's a local lad and he wants to play for his hometown club, but the other ones, you know, they joined the team that was in the threat of relegation at the championship uh, with no relegation release clauses in their contracts either, so. I think one of the big things is going forward is going to be the character. Now yeah, you are going to have, right person. Yeah, I don't think we're going to go out there and you know find just splash the money for the sake. We will stick with the same recruitment policy and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. Um, but I just think it'd be the like, you hear the talk about Mudrick. He said that he, you know he, he's intrigued yeah. by the Newcastle project, but he wants Champions League football. So it's yeah. like. You've got to win. If you say, if we got say top six, you wrote the league. He's been playing in there for uh, for Now, so you can have the argument saying, "Look, yes, you're not playing Champions League this season, but you're going to be playing in the Europa League, which is you've got a chance to get into the Champions League if you were to win it. But yeah. also, you can be playing on a in a higher league standard week in week out. So you can pitch it slightly different to him." On that sort of thing to come around that, but there's yeah, some talk about his role too. Like, if yeah, what is he a right winner? Like, he'd compete well. I mean, at the start of the summer, we'd probably say, Oh, anyone gets over Almiron, but like, you gotta do a lot to dispossess Almiron off the team now. He's, he's probably our player of the season so far, right? Oh, he's, yeah, no, he definitely is. Definitely is. Um. We're gonna we'll continue that, but I think Ryan, we're gonna say goodbye to you and say thanks for coming on, and uh, we, we'll um, uh, we'll we'll catch up again at the next one, I'm sure, or, or uh, we, we'll be chat beforehand, I'm sure as well. But uh, thanks, Ryan, for for joining us, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. All, All right, best, Ryan. Guys. Thanks for joining us. Thanks. Cheers, See Ryan. ya. Bye bye. So, as Ryan. Uh, coming with always comes with some, some good points, uh, some good discussions. Um, but Richie, I'm going, what I'm going to do before we bring in our next guest, I just want to because I will forget it. Uh, is I want to talk about uh, spend five minutes talking about uh, some changes to our uh, loaded merchandise. So I'll just bring up the the Shy Burns page. So this is the main Chai Burns page, and you know Simon from the from the chat, uh, one of our sponsors, and uh, where you can get all your 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 Chai Burns uh, hoodies and hats and t-shirts, and you may have seen it in the past, but here's the loaded mag uh, section of uh, Chai Burns page, and there has been in the past, and there still is some t-shirts, the loaded t-shirt, the cup, the water bottle, the other cup as well. And the away days t-shirt in, in various different colors, if I was to click in there. Well, what's been added is hoodies, hats, and hats. So if I just click in here for a second, just to, now it comes up on Euros on, on uh, my page because I live in Ireland, but uh, it'll come up depending on where you live. The the, uh, the price will, will, will adjust. But I uh, just want to show you what's available. Hoodies in various different colors. So you have the Saudi green. You have the Wilson, it's Callum Wilson White. I love the name, Simon, by the way. Uh, the, the Bruno Blue, 
uh, or that's uh, for Jimmy, uh, that is the Smurf Blue. Uh, and <laughs> the uh, Grand Crowell, green and gold for for Ozzy, who uh, Grand Crowell is made the World Cup squad as well, actually. Yeah. So uh, that's that's brilliant news for, for Newcastle. Um, we have the ASM uh, French Navy. We've got the Nick Pope pink that matches kit. Cool. Uh, that is craft though. I uh, love that. Uh, as in great Lincoln into Nick Pope there. And the Big Dan Burn Navy. I don't get the link in there with Big Dan Burn Navy, but I like the color. Um, so that's that's hoodies. And also so quick quickly, this is really a quick run through here of hats in a variety of different colors as well. Uh, look, I'm not gonna click on all the different colors, you can see them there. There's loads of different colors. Go go check out the website, um, shyburns.com and click on the loaded section if, if you're interested. Uh, also click on the, the wrapper hat, wrapper hat. Uh, and again, in, in a few different colors. Um, actually, no, I wanted to tell you about one of these hats there. It was the Botman Orange. Love that. Love the link in there with the, the Botman Orange. A nice one, Simon. And we have some uh, pom-pom hats as well. Let me just throw it down a bit. Bobble, oh, man, pom-pom. not pom-pom, bobble. Hey. Oh, yeah, that's what I would call it as well, but that's what's called here, pom-pom hat. <laughs> um, and then a variety of different colors there as well. So if you're interested, you know where to go to check all that out. Uh, so And thanks a million to Simon for for, uh, for uh, getting the, the, the new loaded uh, range on the, the site. But uh, uh, just a quick shout out there. Let's get our next guest on. Are you go ready, on. Richie, for some yes. sexual chocolate? <laughs> Here he is. <laughs> Here's the man, man himself. All right, Jimmy. Hey, how are you doing? Even Jimmy, all right? Yeah. I thought Pete sucked at doing the ads, but you're right up there with him. <laughs> <laughs> I got some, you got some nice merch there. I kind of like that green one. The green one? Oh, the, the hoodie. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. might have to be a little Christmas present for me. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, uh, will, will it be will it be cold enough to wear that? Oh, well, it gets cold in Atlanta sometimes. No, nah, maybe around February. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's when you it'll kick in. Yeah, uh, you have plenty of time, so. Well, I mean, it's seventy here right now, but next week it, we're back to high of fifty, low of thirty-four. Ah. I've I've got a bone to pick with you, actually, Jimmy. Why, what, what what are you what are you comparing me to Subway sandwiches for? Well, you look like you can handle a nice sandwich. <laughs> you, you said I was was uh, five foot tall or something like that, or, or five uh, Subway sandwiches tall or something like kind of yeah. like that. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure you got a little girth on you. It's okay. <laughs> It's cold. it's cold over there. <laughs> right, let's move on. Um, Jimmy, what 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 uh, topic were you going to bring to the table to us? Um. <laughs> well, I have a bone to pick with ESP ESPN because. Um, they're streaming like the matches today and tomorrow, but of course, here in America, we don't get the Newcastle match. 
because they're going to choose to show Liverpool's B-side against Derby. And, of course, one of the ESPN main channels is going to show the Leeds match. Um, Because I I guess they're contractually obligated to have to show every Jesse Marsh match before he gets fired. And I'm like, I, this is why I hate ESPN's coverage. Um, so I was just really glad they didn't get the World Cup. But um, other, than, other than that, um, hopefully I can find some kind of dodgy stream to, to get it. Yeah, that, that's what we we have to do as well, Jimmy. Because over here in in our, I think it's the city city game that's on t- TV. Yeah, city's B team versus Chelsea's B team tomorrow night. Oh god! <laughs> I know. Yeah. And then they've they've got Villa Man United on Thursday as well. So again, I know again. Yeah, yeah. another another well. It, it always, you know, it always, that's something that always seems to happen, isn't it? You always seem to draw someone that you're scheduled to play in the league around about the yeah. same time. And you end up playing yeah. like twice in three or four days or something. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um, and going back to your question that oh, yeah. you asked Ryan, who I must say is little, he takes the jerseys down from his little man cave. It looks like Jeffrey Dahmer's apartment. Um, Ryan, uh, feel free to come back on and defend yourself there. (laughs) Um, If we went to a cup, I would want to win it. I don't want to just get there and lose. Yeah. Um, if we could get, you know, top four, let's say we don't do well in the opening rounds of the Champions League, well, we get to drop down to Europa and we try to win that cup. And then we're still in three cup, cup competitions. And, but, I can understand arguments on both sides, but if I if we go, I want to win it. I don't want to sit there and be disappointed. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. Um, you, maybe I'll give my opinion. So now, um, no, I, I, um, actually, did you pick, did you pick a station there? Uh, have we got off the fence there, Jimmy? And uh, Picked one. Are you, so you, are you going for the cup final or the, the top four? It may be an unpopular opinion, but I'm going to say top four. Top four. Because you and couldn't I'm guarantee my opinion, you, could, you couldn't guarantee a win if you you know you had said go to a cup and win it, win a cup final, and I'm like, yeah, I'm there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that 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 that's the the killer of the question. Uh, that, then I just thought. thought can of you really? Uh, yeah. Can you really go wrong either way? 
it's 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 a lot lot further than where we were this time last year. Yeah. Yeah. That way. Could we could you imagine twelve months later we're talking about finishing top four or winning the cup? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. It'd be the the uh, Papa John trophy maybe or something like that where we think <laughs> but um no, yeah, no, I, I, I'm as well um, uh, of the opinion uh, that, that I'd, I'd t- take top four of those two options. Um, but And all for the same re- reasons Richie gave as well as, as Jimmy. But um, And also that we, we bypass the other European competitions in as well. And not that I have no problem, I'd be delighted if we got into to, to the, to them, of course. But it's just that once you're in the, in the European competitions, then like our advantage that we have over the other the other high performing teams, let's say, uh, is that, that, that we 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 would kind of give that up. With this is the year we have that advantage, so it would be more difficult for us to try and be in Europe and try and get top four next year if we didn't get into it this year. So um, that's that's one of the reasons, and for the the reasons Richie gave about attracting higher quality caliber players and maybe move up the wage structure and yeah it, it moves us it's kind of fast tracks it down a bit but um yeah but we'd still love to get it to a cup final you know again um anton else jimmy you wanted to bring to us do i was there, uh, was there another topic you want sorry was there another topic you wanted to bring um just on tomorrow I think we're all in agreement that Wood's going to start. Like, see Maxi get out, get a nice run in before Chelsea. Um, Hope he's going to stay. Maybe Big Joe will come back in. Um, Wouldn't surprise surprise me one bit to see Target. Yeah, yeah, he deserves a run out. Yeah, you, you, could, you, you could see players like Ryan Fraser giving a go as well. Potentially, I've got a feeling you oh, might. You'll probably see. I've got a feeling you'll probably see Jamal Lascelles tomorrow as well. I've got a feeling yeah. on that one as well. Yeah, because you've got to figure, you've got to put some semblance of a strong team because I know Crystal Palace is tenth. In the table right now, yeah. Um, this is this is their Europe. They're not they're not going to be challenging for any European spots. So these cups, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna go all out. I know they had the the big West Ham win, but I mean this this is their season right here. The cup competitions. I know they're not going to get anywhere top six. So I firmly believe they're going to put out a a hell of a a strong squad tomorrow. Yeah. No, they will. Uh, They will. And you're right. This is their their, their, uh, chance to try and get into European competition next year. Um, So, yeah, it will be interesting. Um, Jimmy, did you see um, the high performance that uh, I listened to the podcast or, or see it on YouTube? Uh, Eddie Howe, Jay Comfrey. Um, I just saw like little clips, I haven't watched the whole thing. Um, 
just little snippets of you know, they had. Yeah. That's a that's a smile of a Cheshire cat right there. <laughs> Don't believe a word he says. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. Um Yeah, I figure by the end of the season he'll have more wins than the entire Steve Bruce Bruce era. Nah, he will. He's probably got the he's probably got them all ready. Uh, yeah. It's just funny how you you look now how the um on social media and everything how the the narrative has shifted towards Newcastle. There's not I mean Ollie Holt of course is gonna be a dick, but um I mean when you have like Dave and Ornstein and they're talking about the the dinner they went to after the match. I'm like, wait, wait, this is reverse sports washing. I mean, wait, I mean, you're saying something good about Newcastle. It doesn't involve the, you know, the ownership or like, and it seems that's what a lot of them are doing now. Um, now that we've gotten made our way up the table, which is kind of nice to see. Or maybe they're just being nice before the World Cup. Just so they don't lose credentials. And then <laughs> then after the World Cup, they're going to start back over again. So, but yeah, it's really Could nice be to see. We're, we're actually getting proper credit for what we've done. Yeah. Right. Um, Liverpool up for sale as well, and there's this talks of uh, maybe uh, more Middle East um, owners coming in. Uh, who knows? Who knows well, good. Least said that will shut Klopp up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, now you mention uh, it, you have to do it. Congratulations. There he is. There he is. Yeah, I mean, Fenway Sports, I'm a huge Red Star Boston sports guy, so they they bought the NHL team, which is going to need a complete rebuild here in about two years, and they've destroyed the Red Sox, so hopefully they can make this sale, because we've got a few free agents we'd like to keep, but it's... I guess they found out that, uh, you know, you got to have a little more money than what they've got to com- compete in, uh, in football. I mean, at least top top level football. So, yeah. Be interesting to see how, how, what happens there um, in time. But, um, yeah. Jimmy, I think I think it, 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 it it's time to, to to move you on. Was to, to say thank yeah. you very much for joining us, uh, and uh, great great to see some sun. Haven't seen sun for a while, so uh, great to see it that still exists somewhere. Um, I mean, you haven't seen the top of your desk in a while. 
(laughs) (laughs) He's all nice for a while, and then he he starts with the digs. Yeah, so that's why I can't buy buy that blue hoodie, uh, because you'll never leave me alone. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We will. We will. uh, We will, of course, Jimmy. And and the other lad, Blaze. Oh, Blaze. All right, you guys take it easy. Take care, Jimmy. Have a good All day. All the best, Jimmy. See you soon, Bye-bye. man. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, there is Jimmy, of course. All of a sudden, with those one-liners. Uh, little, little things, just as he's leaving. Not the second time, uh, you know, just as he's leaving. But uh, you, have to, you have to give it to him. Yeah, yeah. Um, quick draw, already. Actually, you know what? I'm going to mention something else. But since, since we did a little uh, mention of... Um, uh, Shyburns and the hoodies a few minutes ago. I'm going to tr- change tact and throw in a sponsored topic just before we bring our next guest on. And I'm going to talk about the radiator shed because uh, on the website, uh, here it is. Uh, this is the the, the, um, the website for radiator shed and rust, uh, who, who, we've, who we've mentioned before. And go, go check that out. Uh, you'll, you'll notice the, the logo that we, we all share. But uh, down, if I scroll down now, we appear in the partners site of the the website, so you just got an email before the show that um, uh, the, the guy that works with Russ, uh, Simon, uh, whose brother Stephen, we had on the show uh, yeah. the last the last time, which uh, which was amazing actually. Uh, the connection there uh, was just just a coincidence, um, but yeah. So um, cheers to Simon for for updating the website and thanks to Russ as well, of course, and yeah. Go check that out. Uh, we're, we're all talking about the radiators that are available. Uh, go, go check this uh, uh, site out and what uh, the loads on offer there uh, for you to see. And click in the shop and about, uh, and it'll tell you all about um, the radiator shed. Uh, so that's a little shout out to uh, Russ and the lads. Right. Let's get our next guest on, Richie. Yeah. We've been waiting patiently for a while now. Here's Daza. Hey, Hello, boys. Hello, boys. All right. Being Not a Daza guy, man. I'm, I'm fantastic. I kind of stopped smiling <laughs> where we are in the league. <laughs> I know. It's unbelievable, isn't it? I know, man. This time last year, <laughs> we're 19 and we're third oh, top. Yeah. So it's, it's just a great feeling to be where we are in the league. And Adam wouldn't play great on Saturday, but on um, on Sunday, but we won. It's the most important bit, and anyhow, we've got to. You've got to give the lad credit. And I watched that his two podcast thing. I've watched it twice. Oh. It's that good. You, you listen in depth, don't you? Everything he oh, says. Yeah. I was, yeah. I was, the first five minutes, I was just zoned into it. <laughs> I know it is. It is absolutely amazing, Darren. And you, like, you also get to to kind of hear the background about how much he puts into it as well and like he, he's, gi- he's given up so much as well like the time with his family and like missing his kids birthdays because he's got to take training those particular yeah. days and uh, so he, he, he does I, I just when I was watching I was thinking how long can he continue like this as well like it's just he's putting so much into it you know uh, now he's getting a lot out of it as well and his family are all behind him and it's great that his family has moved up now so I'm yeah. sure he gets to get some time with his family and he mentions uh, playing uh, out in the back backyard with 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 his kids and stuff. So uh, he's getting some family time as well. But uh, he is he gives us one hundred and ten percent. Yeah, so did you see what I who we went and see Ray? 
and he was one of the bo- promoters boxing, and he learned one liners off him and rugby. By your hurt, yeah, yeah, just so many stuff where he was saying you wouldn't know what he failed at first. That I found that quite interesting how he would have done bad and what he can improve on. When what I found interesting when he first come to the club, you, you didn't want to get negative, you wanted positivity, and that's the first thing you mentioned positivity. And, you see what he works on positively. Yeah. I think in, in that podcast, even if you don't, you have no interest in football, I think people can, everyone can learn something from that, 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 uh, that show. Uh, it's a lot of, a lot of brilliant information in it and just his uh, approach to things as well. Um, and, and, and what he did for, for his year, year off, like looking back at all these training sessions and documenting them. And then he can, he can easily f- go back to it too, or that was a good session that might work in this situation and, and refer back to it and uh, hit the road, uh, uh, hit the ground running. Um, it's, and they also mentioned that, that when Mourinho uh, started off in coaching as well, because he was a translator first, he, he did something similar. That's what he was working with, with Sir Bobby Robson and learned yeah. uh, a lot of him and stuff. So uh, he, he probably had some kind of uh, Bible he put together to, to, to go and, and to refer to as well. But uh, yeah. interesting. Well, you see, you, you see on the, on the players how, how much your players are, are together. How much they're working so hard for each other. Like everybody knows, every every player knows their job on the pitch. There's not one player who doesn't. If somebody like say ESM, he's hardly played all season. To be fair, he's played Murphy. And that wasn't a matter of Murphy love, but he he stood all right. He's come on and show long and show long stuff. He's covered some ground in the last couple of days, mind you. But tomorrow, tomorrow, I think it's going to be a, a few changes in it for it. Future for a good for a good reason because I I think I think you'll rest armor on. I think you may play Fraser. And I reckon ESL will play Joe Linton, Shelby, Elliot Anderson. That's that's my prediction. It's, I don't know, I'll be wrong on that. Um, for me, I, I haven't really thought about who he's going to play because it's so difficult to second guess him at times. But I, I do think there's definitely going to be changes, and, and even more so from listening to that that podcast because he's he's so invested in 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 everyone in in the, the panel. Like it, it's he has to give them a chance at, at, at stages as well, and that they're not going to get like let's let Richie you met, met, mentioned Jamal Lewis. I think you thought no, the cells. Oh, the sales. Okay, okay. So yeah. the sales. Yeah, the sales should get a run out. Well, do you think then the likes of um, Jam- let's t- take Jamal Lewis. Do you think he'd get a run out? Because if he doesn't, like, I, d- I don't think he will. But if he doesn't, if we, he, he's never going to play for Newcastle again. Yeah, it makes you think that way, doesn't it? Really, if, if you're honest, uh, because you know he's been brought back into the squad um, this se- this season. Obviously, he was left out last year. Obviously, struggling with the injury in the second half of last season and. You know, Eddie Howe said he had a big part to play going forward and, you know, he, he saw a lot of promise he could work with. So, um, you'd like to think you've got a chance, as we've, as we've said numerous times on this show, if Jurgen Klopp's after you, it, you know, you're a decent player, but for whatever reason it is, it's just not worked for him at Newcastle. And, you know, I've got a feeling he'll probably go on loan second half of the season to give him some game time. And then they'll be reassessed again in the summer, whether it, you know, it's something that can be made permanent from going leaving the club or whether it's, uh, you know, he's still got a place with the squad going forward. Because obviously it's going to be, you know, you, you look at Dan, but we've got a centre-back playing left-back at the minute. 
and he was keeping out a left back, he was then keeping out it, so Jamal right. Lewis sort of thing. So he's like third choice at the minute, really. So it's it's interesting. Um I'd like to see him get some minutes if possible, but whether he will or not, it's different. As you said, he, you know, Eddie Howe keeps his guessing completely. You know, we, we thought he might make changes in the Everton game, and then obviously we looked at it they are told, you know what, we might reassess it and play a strong team. That's the teams he should be beating in the league. Sure enough, he came out and pretty much kept an unchanged side that night, and then he's done it the same again. So it's, you know, there's a chance he could turn around and just completely shock us and name an unchanged side. Do you know, it might bring Joel Linton back in because obviously he was only missing on Sunday because he was suspended. Uh, so there might be a one change. It might be, you never know, he might make no changes. Then again, you never know. He might make five or six. It's, it's, I think that's the one thing. is You, you never know what Eddie Howe's going to do, which means the opposition don't know what Eddie Howe's going to do either. Oh, you're totally right there. Because I, I, I couldn't even know who's so going to play tomorrow. Only Eddie Howe knows. But whoever's in, the know. Whoever plays, they know they're going to do a job. And that's, and that's what yeah, the most important thing. 110% every game. You cannot have any more on that. I say like good um, because Sean Longstaff, I wasn't a big fan of him as far as season, but he's come a long way now. He's heating map, he's seen his heart, how much he works. Yeah. Well, he thing. actually he actually Darren, he actually leads the league in the amount of grounds covered per game. Yeah. That's not just Newcastle, that's the league. Yeah. He's covered more ground than any other player in the Premier League. He's, he's He's looking like a fifty million pound player now, isn't he? Because you, you, the last season on, on, on the useless Bruce, he went right back, didn't he? And we, yeah, he regressed totally. Yeah, we will see able to get rid of him. But now you're like, well, he's coming. He's come a long way, and he's working on how he <clears throat> how he done for Robert. But but I think even better on the how how he's working. Because you see, how's a coacher? He, he wants players. He says he has a belief. He knows how to train players and what he wants off them. And and like I said, uh, Willick, I think Willick's going to be a good player in a couple of years, you know. Give him two yeah. years, he's going to be outstanding. I'm a big fan of Willick. I'm glad to see he got his goal on Sunday because he deserved it. He's yeah. covered a lot of ground. Another, another good player. Darren, I, I have about four or five questions for you. I've thought of them as we've been talking. Yeah. Uh, right, first up, Sean Langstaff, after the World Cup, would you, would you, do you think he could potentially break in to the England setup or, or at least get one cap from England for England? Yes, definitely. Keep, keep, the way he's going, he's got every chance. It can only get it can only get better next year on the, on the how. So yeah, definitely yes, in my opinion. Okay, that's cool. And I think I'll, I'll, put, a, I'll put a little twist on that because I, I when we when we spoke yeah. last week, I actually put the other twist on it was this would man. you put. Who do you think's got a greater chance of breaking in the England squad, though? Joe Willock or Sean Longstaff? Ooh. I'd say Willock probably has a better, better I, chance. I, I don't know. I'm a big Willock fan. I, I, he's his own son, hero, Willock. Willock. Willock, Yeah, that's um, right. I said that as well, to be fair, last yeah. week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and, and um, I think if, if he... If, if he does what we were all hoping now that he, he hits the ground running and he and he builds on, on the goal because the, the goal was just the, the thing missing from his game and he gets a few more goals so yeah he are again after the world cup he, he could potentially get get in there so that, i think that was one or two questions there next question darren is right uh do you think uh chris wood will start uh against palace yes 100 because i think how said 
Lillian with that, and I think he doesn't want to risk him for Sadler. So I do think Woods will start personally because he he needs to at least mourn. I I think Wood at the start, 100% may look clear. Okay, cool. So the linking question to that. The England squad gets announced. Wilson gets in the squad. Does Wilson play to his maximum capability against Chelsea? Or is he trying to save himself to, so that he doesn't get injured? I think he's a honourable un- professional. I think he'll bust the gut. I think he works hard every game. So there's no doubt he not get, do less than 100%. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Yeah, See, just, for, me, just... for me, I think Saturday is it's like a, a cup final for Newcastle in a way. Um, you know, we, it's the end of like I suppose like the end of a mini season in a way, isn't it? Really, because you've got to you, you've technically got a pre season coming up for a month, haven't you? Um, before you get into like the, the the festive fixtures, but it's you look at the fact that if we beat Chelsea on Saturday, we we stay in third place and we put nine points between us and Chelsea going into that break. That's good, that, isn't it? And I say it's sad that it's going to be buzzing there on Saturday, isn't it? Yeah. And it's going to be flag, war flag, going to be out. Eh? I, I, are you going, Darren? I, I'm with you. Yeah, I'm yes, yes. I've got a, yeah, I'm, I'm there as well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm going. Nice one. Uh, yeah, it will be amazing. Um, all right. That was that was at least four questions there. So the fifth question is the one that I put to, to, to everyone there, there, Jimmy, Ryan, Richie, and myself. So, Darren... You, I'll ask it again in case I missed it. You, um, Newcastle this season can reach the League Cup final, not necessarily win it, but reach it, or they get top four, which would mean that they're in the Champions League next season. Which, which of those two? You can only have one. Which are you taking? Reach the League Cup final because it's, I know Eddie Howe's done a great job, and he's. Kind of overachieving what the squad we've got, and then like, I'll take a league cup final place any day of the week, and I'll finish in anywhere in the top ten. And that was my prediction at the end, start of the season, and I'll stick with that. I know any chance we could finish in the top six, but that's league cup final and anywhere in the top six. You take that. Personally. Yeah, nice. Uh, yeah, uh, no, it, I think I, that's why I, I thought. I thought it'd be kind of split down, down the middle of, of, of uh, some people would jump at the chance, just a, a chance for, for the trophy uh, rather than than the, the top four and guaranteed Champions League. Because we're finishing the Champions League, if we know we haven't got the squad to compete in the Champions League, and then <clears> I, I don't want to be a, the laughing stock and how we're doing things now. Yeah. Slowly, slowly, slowly is the best way to do. And like next, next, next season, you could possibly if, if we get <laughs> strength, strength I, well think, I think what you could the, if you twist, you could twist that on its head a little bit though, doesn't? You could turn on and say that uh, you know this. If, if we win the Champions League now with this squad, yes, you possibly could be you know not firing on on all cylinders against some of the teams you're coming up with. But if you look at you know if we were safe, I think. The summer comes around. Bear in mind, you've got January transfer window to come as well. So you've got two windows before possible Champions League campaign next year. You potentially could have anywhere between, what, five and seven new players. And we're talking about players of the calibre and the level of, you know, Trippier, 
Bruno, Isak, yeah. and then obviously all the people like you've got. We've just been talking about. <laughs> you couldn't resist, could you, Daz? <laughs> and then and then you talk about people who have just been talking about, like Longstaff and Joel Linton. Sorry, not not even Joel Linton. I'd play Willick, and they're they're, they're going to be your squad players. These are the people you're going to be relying on to come on as a backup who've excelled this year as well. Now you've seen what they're like, you know, Longstaff, as I mentioned, leads the league in coverage, you know, per game. And then obviously the legs of what will if they're the backups that are coming on to like the League Cup game for tomorrow night, this time next season, for example, you're pretty optimistic about the what your chances could be. No, I'm not saying we're going to go really, really far in the Champions League because obviously, you know, we're still necessarily new to the Champions League if we were to qualify. But I'd still see us get, I think we'd get out of the group stages. I, I think we would do, because I, I think we, we, we would uh, uh, we, we would strengthen. Um, but it is a lot, it, and I, I see what Darren's point is coming from as well. It, it is a lot of changes then that there would be, they would need to make. And and the, the slowly, slowly approach is working so far. If we do a big bang change, which we do need to do at some point in time, that, that would escalate us, so we would need to, to bring in more. Uh, quality uh, and shift out uh, more as well, obviously. But, um... don't, I, don't, I don't think Eddie Howe wants ego players in the, in the squad. He wants honest working players. And if you and I like Champions League, it would be great and gets wrong. In fear, I would love it. But I like Eddie Howe's approach. You heard in that podcast how he he likes players who has a mentality about themselves, who works hard. You have to get yes, you want the big players, but, but he wants no big headed players, and that's yeah. another thing you've got to consider. You, yes, you want to finish the champion, but you want workers and, and you want normal lads who are going to work where that shit of pride, not, not just come for the money. That's that's how I feel. No, I, I completely agree with you, Darren. I think I, I think there's, there's still players out there who are Champions League caliber players. You look at Bruno, for example, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? He, he's like the shining light of what we're talking about here. He yeah, came yeah, to Newcastle, yeah. as we mentioned earlier on in this in, the, in the, this show. He came to Newcastle when we were relegation fodder. No relegation release cause. You know, he bought into what the project was, and now what? The, I think what the, the dubious thing about anybody we bring into the club now, if we get to Champions League, and this is something that we're going to have to expect going forward. Every per bar, player we buy might not be a success, mm-hmm. but what we've got to do is we've got to try and make. You know, if we had say. A 75%, 80% hit rate on the amount of players that we get in with the right characters and the, their quality of player is better than what we've already got. That's all it's about, really, for me going forward now. When we're recycling a squad, you try and keep the majority there, but then you improve on the quality of the player that's getting replaced, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, you see, like, well, you see, you, you, you start, you start at the back. We pal, pal called it right last year. He, he mentioned Nick Pope. Uh, I want a podcast. You mean Jonathan? He mentioned that straight away. He mentioned Nick Pope, and I was oh, good call. And he was right. We got him. Changing keeper because he didn't like. He, I, I don't think how likes to Brockba, and that's why he didn't go on loan. Um, yeah. And his defense now would take bottom and give. See another player. Give him two two years. He can, he's he's the next Virgil Van Dijk. One hundred percent. I think he's got the potential to be bigger. I think he's got the potential to be bigger than Van Dijk. If I'm honest with you. Yeah, I totally agree with you there. I totally agree with you. Yeah, it's like I said at the start of the show that if you look at the goal we conceded on Saturday, 
he was livid. We conceded. Yeah. He, he don't ever, yeah, I do as well. It's that passion for that clean sheet. Yeah. Seen Shaw and Botman both actually kicking off because Elliot Anderson who fell asleep. He went behind Elliot Anderson. We've got what he was doing with two minutes. So I think they would they would have kicked off with him on the pitch because they they, they would have been happy with that. Yeah, totally agree. But that's the thing is that's a learning curve for Elliot Anderson as well. Yes, he, going forward, it's like Eddie Howe said in his pot in that higher pod, uh, high forward podcast. You learn from your mistakes. He'll uh he'll -huh. that will highlight that 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 could be the clean sheet for Newcastle on Sunday. But that what you can't relax. You know, no. you can't have that lack of concentration at Premier League. You can get away with it, perhaps in League Two when you play for Bristol Rovers, but you can't in the Premier League against Southampton because the higher quality of players, you give them that time and that sort of space, and then hurt you like they've done Saturday. Luckily, the game was dead and buried, so it didn't really have enough to reflect on the result. Yeah, yeah. I was like, you yeah, well, I wanted that clean sheet one free. Especially, I wanted the clean sheet one continue with a bit. Mm. No, five yeah. against for the fourth <clears> one. Yeah, like even like I was in the pub, it's even the bars now are jumping about and they've never been so rammed, you know what I mean? Like singing songs in the bar, you know what I mean? It was a few of us watching the match. We were all happy again watching the match. It's just, just a strange feeling. Yeah, it's good. Uh -huh. It's good. It's, 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 I say the lad, it's, it's, it's like being back in the <clears> entertainers <throat> days when I was growing up as a kid. And luckily yeah, I'm able yeah, to share yeah. this with the band, you know what I mean? It's like... He he can't relate to what you know. He knows who obviously Shearer is and Andy Cole, Peter Baines and stuff like that. But he never got to experience the playing and going to the ground and watching them and having the Champions League nights that we had in the nineties yeah. and stuff like that. This is all something that's going to be new. The you know the the next generation sort of thing that you've got to look at half the generation. And I think not necessarily for Newcastle fans because I think we've always been a loyal bunch of fans up here. And you know, your kids support. Support them and stuff. It's very, very rare that you'll, you'll find them going off to support Man City or whoever. You know, you tend to stick black and white through and through, no matter what. Yeah. But you see with other clubs when they go through that era where it's like if they have a bit of a bad patch, the the people, the kids don't really have the allegiance. They have the more allegiance to the player or players sort of thing. That's what the because of social media is in particular now. You know, they want they want to follow the Mbappe's, the Harlands, and stuff like that. Whereas I don't know with Newcastle, it's get the stage where we're going to be, be able to drop draw those calibre of players to Newcastle and with, with the club that we love as well and take this yeah. forward. We're going to be on this roller coaster going forward. It's just going to be immense. And players totally yeah, chill, I, I, chill too. Because like Bruno, Bruno asked certain players what was like in Newcastle. He said, go there. You love Newcastle. The fans there. And even now, players are watching Newcastle. Like, oh, that's the place to go, isn't it? To play football and live there. They've got to be tempted by that. You know, how 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 we how going on the whole game, both flags and and Bruno City. Bruno loves it up here. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he, 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 he loves the fact that he's Ben's Geordie as well, and it, it, it's Dr. <laughs> Geordie as well. He loves it, and he mentions it in his Instagram posts and stuff like that as well. Yeah. Um. And I was just gonna say, like, like the the way it is now. Uh, anyone else? I mean, growing up in in Newcastle now or in the future, how could you not support Newcastle? You're not going to be thinking about well, any other team anywhere else. Like, it's right at your doorstep. You know, get you get to go to the games or you get get a ticket and and yeah, that's yeah. I imagine everyone's going to be talking about. But uh, Darren, we're coming to the end of your time. Uh, we are just, uh, thanks a million for coming on uh, yeah, and having was. a chat with us. And thanks, thanks for being patient as well. We'll uh, enjoy the game on on uh, Saturday, and we'll we'll catch you soon. Yeah, no, bye. Cheers, no bye. Cheers, Dad. All the best, man.
uh, that's Darren. Uh, and we have another guest in the green room. Uh, and before we get uh, our next guest on, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with the sponsors, which I'll have them all done before the end of the show. Uh, I'm gonna give a shout out to uh, another. Uh, I'll give a shout out to the, our three remaining sponsors just really quickly. I want to give a shout out to uh, Machine House. Machine House, uh, Marty Machine House, and the range that's available from Marty Machine House in the shape of T-shirts and hoodies. And yeah, go ch- check out the latest from Machine House uh, on- online and follow them on Twitter and Insta as well. Also give a shout out to Pins and Prints and the range that's available from Pins and Prints. Again, check out the, the latest uh, on, on the site there for your posters and pins. And also a shout out to uh, the Joy Rise and Dean and uh, go, ch- go check out uh, the latest from, from Dean and the Jordy Rise. And as I mentioned before, uh, there's a code. There is a code uh, on uh, for uh, some of the sites there. Scrolling on the bottom, 10% discount if you use the code loaded mag. Um, also, um, just a reminder as well to people to make sure you hit that like button and make sure you subscribe. We're on a march to 5K. We have about 275 or something or or 85, 285 uh, before we reach 5K. So we are on that march uh, and it would be great to, to break the 5K. But that is just a quick shout out to the remaining sponsors. Uh, let's get our next guest on, Richie. Yeah. And it is, I think it's a new person to the channel. It's Tony. Welcome, Tony. Hi, hi, Richie. Hi, Dazzy. All right, lads. Hi, Tony. All right, mate. Not, yeah, not, not too, too bad. bad not too bad. Yeah, this, go this on, your man, first mate. time on, on with us here, Tony, is it? Yeah, I run the QBI score on the fans from last year, you know. But, ah, uh, yeah. I, I currently, well, I co-host on the last show and then I also have, have my own channel now. So, yeah, um, which has only been going two weeks. But, yeah. Um, nice one. Give it a shout out, first of all. Where, where, can, where can people find you? Yeah, it's called It's All Black and White TV. Um, <clears throat> I've been going just over two weeks now. So, two weeks last Saturday. And, uh, yeah, it's going well. We must subscribe as well. Nice one. And I'm up, yeah, I'm up to 115 subscribers already. So yeah, it's going all right. Not so bad. bad. I was urged by a lot of people to get me on channel, so I said, right, okay, I'll take the plunge then. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Why not? Yeah. A bit of crack. (laughs) Because a lot of people in the chat probably know where they can find me as well. So yeah. So, was there something you wanted to bring to to the table, Tony? Because uh, we, we definitely have a question for you as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I just want to see, you know, obviously it's a year now since Eddie Howe's been at the club, and and you know what, he's been absolutely fantastic. I mean, when he came in last season, players were only sixty percent fit. You know, um, we hadn't won a game, and I mean, when you think when he came and we got that first win against Burnley. And although we had that tough December, where technically Manu robbed us at home of that three points because they shouldn't have got that equaliser by rates. But when you think from January onwards, if somebody had said to me before we'd won against Burnley, we'll finish 11th place, I would have just laughed at them and said, no, I'll be happy if we finish 17th just to stay in the Premier League. That's where I would have preferred to finish. But when we actually finished 11th place, that was absolutely fantastic because I never in the month of Sundays thought that's how high we would have finished up at that stage of last season. Um, 
well, obviously that run in Jan from January was absolutely fantastic, you know. And um, I mean, I got to a few of the home games last season. I went to the, uh, you know, I was at the Watford game. Unfortunately, I went to the Cambridge game and, you know, but I think in a way that game was a blessing in disguise that we went out because it helped us concentrate on the Premier League because you don't want more injuries through a cup run or anything like that. So maybe that was it. That was something we needed, you know. Maybe that was the the kick up the backside we needed to make sure we stay in the Premier League because that was more important at that time than an FA Cup run. Although we love an FA Cup run. Um, but yeah, I just thought last season, brilliant. We, like I say, finished 11th. You know, we weren't really that far off a European place, were we, to be fair? No. Um, I think about seven points behind Man United, I think it was. But um, yeah, so we weren't that far away. And um, and then you see it this season, of course, and I think the signings we brought in as well back in January, they were, they were brilliant signings at the time because what you need is to stay in the Premier League, you need Premier League experience. And you see a lot of these teams buy players from abroad and bring them in and they don't work. I know we brought Bruno in and he's absolutely brilliant, Bruno, but we brought Dan Byrne in, we brought Chris Wood in, you know, I mean, Chris Wood done the best he could do for the type, for what we needed. And it wasn't his fault there was a £25 million release clause in his contract. That was obviously put there when he signed for Burnley. You know, we brought Trippi in, who's been absolutely fantastic. And, you know, I mean, he runs around like, I think, a 22-year-old, to be fair with you. And, you know, um, and we brought Target in as well. So, I mean, we brought some good players in at that time to keep us up. And then in the summer, we bought well. A lot of fans were saying, oh, walk away from Botman deal because it's not going to happen. He's going to go to Milan. And I thought, no, let's stick with it and see where we go. And we got him because Milan couldn't afford him because they were going through a takeover. So they couldn't, you know, we just put a bid and that blew them out the water. So, and to be at the top table now with clubs, buying players is much better than where we used to be. I mean, under the former owner, because I don't like to mention his name because I can't stand the guy, but for what he's done to the club. But we used to shop at Poundland with him. We now shop at Harrods. And there's a big difference when you shop from Poundland to Harrods, you know. Yeah. And um, But the players we brought in in the summer, brilliant. I mean, Nick Pope bought a bargain at £10 million. Pound, you know, and um, yeah, and look where we are now. We're sitting third in the Premier League. Yeah, not getting carried away. I mean... Some people are saying, do you think we'll finish top four? And I said, look, let's see where we are in April. If we're only at that top four or in that top four in April, <laughs> then go for it, push for that top four. But at the minute, it's nice where we are. We'll enjoy where we are now. We've got a World Cup break coming up, which I'm not really happy about, but we have to, we have to take that one on the chin. But there again, it means when we come back in December, after Christmas, we've then got... The January window coming, so we can then strengthen in January to help that push up the league, um, which I think we will do anyway. We'll we'll buy a couple of players at least, I think. Um, but like I say, anyhow, it's been absolutely fantastic. And, you know, I just wonder if a lot of these fans that were calling us, I mean, not just like Villa fans or Norwich fans at the time, you had Liverpool fans, Everton fans, all laughing because we took Eddie Howe on. But Eddie Howe has seen off two managers. He's seen off Dean Smith back to the championship with Norwich. And he's seen off Steven Gerrard as well. Even though Martin Samuels said, Newcastle missed a trick not getting Gerrard. Well, I'm sorry, Martin Samuels. We didn't miss a trick with Gerrard because look, look where we are with Eddie Howe. 
and there'll be a lot of clubs now looking at Eddie Howe thinking, wow, I wish we had took him on. And uh, Eddie Howe's stock is really rising and it's rising rapidly. Forget what happened at Bournemouth. Yes, they went down. But Bournemouth, no disrespect to them, don't have the kind of money that we've got. No. Do you know what I'll, ask, I'll be honest with you, Tony? I actually think that he could have done a good job without the money as well because he's proved with the players that he's developed, as in, you look at Joel Linton, you look at Fabian Shaw, you look at Almiron, you look at the resurgent and Willock and Longstaff as well. I still think we'd probably be a comfortable mid-table side without the money they'd spent. Yeah, I totally agree yeah. with that, uh, Richie. I mean, you know, I mean, what he's done to Joe Linton, I mean, Joe Linton couldn't hit a barn door, could he? But now, look at him, I mean, he's, you know, on the best midfielders in the Premier League. Um, Longstaff's getting back to the form he showed under Rafa. Unfortunately, he lost two years of his career because of a certain manager, you know, um, who didn't have tactics, did he? Just his training ground thing was just throw a ball in the middle and say, have a game of football, and then we'll go home, you know? Mm-hmm. He, he didn't believe in tactics, um, because he was a dinosaur, and he's proved that with West Brom as well. Look, you know, look what he done to them as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, I totally agree. We would be mid-table, you know. But uh, yeah, Eddie Howe is a fantastic manager, and he's very underrated. And um, yep. even if England have a bad World Cup and they get rid of Southgate, they can forget knocking at Eddie Howe's door because I don't <laughs> think he'd be interested anyway. Because he's already said he likes the day-to-day training. He doesn't want to be sitting. <laughs> on his backside for six months while he waits for another international game to come along. That's so, it. He's, he's not He's not in his six-season waiting retirement, is he? No. No, exactly, no. I, I just just want to uh, answer some of the, the topics you brought up the training, but before I do, I'm just going to bring in a familiar face as well in the shape of Pete. Uh, welcome, Pete. Evening, guys. Hope you're well. All good, Pete. All Hi, good. Pete. Evening, Pete. But just, just uh, Tony, you, you had some great points there. You, you brought us kind of on a timeline of of uh, Eddie's Eddie's journey, uh, and it, it, it linked me into the, the high performing po- podcast that we, we've all listened to. I'm sure you, you you've watched it as well. If not, make sure you, you get on that one because it's absolutely brilliant. But yeah, may, maybe that 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 Cambridge loss uh, in the FA Cup was a blessing in disguise. And as you said, we we, we got, got us to, to focus on the Premier League, and uh, it, it really kicked us on as well. And and uh, it, it, I suppose it's just a bit of a Another, another kick up the backside for everyone, and uh, and just everyone got to, to focus then on, on at the, the main job at, at hand. But uh, no, so, some some great uh, points there, Tony, on on uh, on the the journey. Um, but um, Pete, how's things going on with you? Yeah, man, I'm all, I'm okay. I'm Did okay. You... Just 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 loving life right now. Why not? <laughs> hey. it, it went well, so. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm, I'm just meaning Eddie, Eddie Howe's top three mags. Why, why, High performing why, why mags. Enjoying life. It, it's a, um, it's a, it's a great time to support Newcastle United. So, yeah, we're we're, uh, we're on top of the world right now. Nice one, nice one. Tony, I've got a question for you, and I'm going to put it to Pete then afterwards. But Pete, you won't, you won't have heard this question. So we, okay. we've asked everyone that's come on, and Richie and I have have answered. So, uh, Tony, uh, go to Tony first. Right, I'll give you two options, and you can only have one of these. You can't have both. Uh, Newcastle get to the League Cup final. Now, I'm not saying they're going to win the League Cup final, but they get to the League Cup final, or they finish in the top four, and in they're in the Champions League next season. Which do you pick? <laughs> now, now you've now you've put the question to me. Um, I mean, I did I did put a prediction at the start of the season. Well, I. 
what I thought would be a good season for us, and I'll tell you that in a moment. But um, it's a tricky one. I mean, I like the, you know, the sound of being in the top four is great, but the problem is when you go in the Champions League, you've got to have a strong squad because you play twice a week, don't you? So you've you've got to have squad depth first of all and strength. So do we look at that or do we look at going to a League Cup final? But you know what? Why not go for a top? Why not finish in the top four? Top four. That's what I would say because you, you can attract your good, you attract your better players when you're in the top four as well. Just, to, just like I said to uh, Daz just before, Tori, you've got to look out. There's two windows before you'd possibly have Champions League qualification. You're going to strengthen in January, probably a couple of additions, I'd imagine, and then you'll go again in the summer. Now, if you've got, you know. You, We've always said that you're still going to have the character. You look, you can look for characters with the players with the right characters, but you're also going to have the quality with them as well. When you go forward, you're going to have that chapter of quality. So your players, like we were saying, who've come on so well, like Longstaff, like Willick, they're going to be the people at the bottom of the end of your squad because they're the ones who have been having the quality replaced in front of them. So you can imagine having like that. They're your weak, weakest players in your squad in a 25-man squad. Which is mind blowing that you could be there this, this summer coming up. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, before the season started, my pre- so I'll give you what my prediction was. Asked, this was probably bored from me at the time, but this is what I actually said. I said we would probably get the semi finals of the FA Cup <clears throat> and probably lose there. I said we would probably win the Carabao Cup and finish seventh in the Premier League and get a Europa Conference League place. And I said if that happens, that's a successful season. And you're right, it, w- it would be a, uh, a successful season, Tony. Um, right, I'm going to switch it and put Pete in the queue. <laughs> oh, no, don't do that. Don't no, do you're that. getting in the queue. Don't don't do no, you're you're only a that. guest. You weren't here from the start. You're only a guest tonight, Pete. Sorry. That's fine. <laughs> I think that. So, uh, so, what's your name and where are you from? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm from, uh, a, I'm from, a, I'm from a, a nicely rising channel. Close to 5k, by the way, um, um, called uh, Loaded Mag NUFC. I don't know if you've heard of them. Uh, I've heard of them, and you look like a fella who, who likes to play away. So, uh, <laughs> shout out to where it is. <laughs> shout out to where it is. There. I love my wife upstairs, man, because you are, you are putting me. In the I was referring to the t shirt here. Look at him. Anyone that's worried about that, we do love playing away. Uh, right. Okay. Pete, the question is. League Cup final, you only get to the final, there's no guarantee you're going to win. Okay. Or, or you get uh, top four in the league and you're into the Champions League next year. Now, I'm going to give you some, some stats on this. There's, a, uh, there's been, I think there's been two that said take the Cup final and four that have said Champions League. It's, but it does kind of split the vote, this one. It's a really, really tough one because... I think most Newcastle fans would say the one thing we what we crave more than anything is winning a trophy. I don't care. I, I I don't think people care what trophy it is. Carabao Cup, FA Cup, Premier League, Champions League, whatever it is, you, you know, Europa League. They want a trophy. Um, but the sustainability of what you create having got into the Champions League allows you to sign better players, which then sustains your ability to challenge for trophies. So it's a really, really tough situation. Um, Might sound weird, 
people might get on my back off the back of this, but I'm going to say top four Champions League football. And the reason being is, is for that sustainability. Spending money, the money you get from Champions League football, you, you, you're looking close to, you know, 70 to 100 million for, for a season for Champions League football, you know, potentially depending on how far you get. And you think about the money that we could spend and the players that we could attract to sustain that level of push for trophies and Champions League football again next season. It's just too great for me. And what that does, if we could achieve that this season, that puts us, and we discussed it on the, on the 12th Man Show last, uh, tonight, that for me puts us two years ahead of our project, which is just unbelievable for where we're at right now. I don't no. know whether you agree, don't know whether no. people would disagree. It, sure. it, it, that's that was exactly the what I said. You know, with when you buy these extra quality players, you know, you obviously you go to a higher cup, but the trophies are gonna come in, in the next three to four years anyway. When you've got a higher quality squad, you're gonna be able to win these trophies, and Newcastle are gonna be competing and winning trophies. And it's exactly what William Smith says here. I want the Champions League, the cups will come. And yeah. spot on. No, no, that, that, that's right. And and look, it might be one that we might um, put out and load in and tag in two polls later. And uh, uh, might be an interest just just to get the the feel for it because it's a great question, Dad. Honestly, it's a really good question, which I think would pull the fan base in so many different directions. Um, exactly. It's a great question. It really is. Uh, yeah. By the morning, I'll probably have changed my mind, but <laughs> I'm sticking to that one right now. <laughs> and, and of course, who's to say we can't have both? Mm. <laughs> that, but that was not the question, I guess. But uh, that was it. Uh, uh, Tony Antonel, do you want to bring up while, while we have you on with us? Um, just the fact, I'm, I mean, Sunday was a great game. Well, it was a great result, wasn't it? 4 1 against Southampton. And, you know, and to think that we didn't actually play too well. But the four shots on target all ended up in the back of the net. And teams must be frightened now thinking if Newcastle aren't playing well, but they're still banging in four goals, that's that's frightening. And I think that's why Liverpool have put themselves up for sale because they're scared. They're running scared, <laughs> without yeah, a doubt. But the big six are scared now. Yeah, definitely. So yeah. This is why they're trying to block the takeover, Tony. Absolutely, Richie. And, uh, you know was never going to happen, really, was it, you know? And why do you think um, Hoffman quickly hot-footed out the Premier League? Because after the takeover went through, he resigned because yeah. he knew his job. He hadn't he hadn't fulfilled his job of coming in and blocking the takeover. That's the reason he came to the Premier League, because up until, up until he came in, there was no red flags. But once he came in, the red flags started appearing. Yeah, well, you're totally right. Agree. You're right, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Tony... Tony, thanks a million for joining us and making your, your debut on Unloaded. I'm sure we'll see you back again. And uh, make yeah. sure everyone goes and, and subscribes to Tony's site as well. Okay, check out his Thank shows. And uh, yeah. get, get, get him up the, the, the subs. Uh, we, 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 were, we started ourselves about a year and a half ago, and, and we know what it's like. So uh, get yeah. out, jump on the bandwagon. Uh, Tony, thanks for yeah. joining us. We'll talk to you again. Thanks, lads. See you later. See, see you. Bye-bye. Uh, that was Tony. Um, uh, that was it then from from our guest. We've already done the the um, 
the sponsors and we uh what i was gonna say i wanted to talk tell people about what's coming though uh before we before we finish up but we might we might touch on the topic or two there's probably questions or something richie as well but i just want to uh, tell people what's coming soon so the first question asked is peace do we have uh, anything confirmed yet for a way it is um not quite yet, although uh, although we will by Thursday. Uh, so it'll be Thursdays, half seven is what we're looking at. Um, uh, we had a chat, Daz, about our potential guest, but yeah, those guests have just disappeared off the face of the planet. <laughs> like, they're, they're not available. Um, uh-huh. They're not even on, on social media anymore. So um, really, really strange. I, I talked about it after the show. Wow. But, um, there, there is a guest that I'm looking at getting on, um, just waiting on confirmation. Half seven Thursday away days. You know we'll always we'll always preview um, the Newcastle game, no doubt. So um, we'll, we'll have somebody available. We'll have a good guest available where we can get some great questions and and talking about a game where um, anyhow's top three mags can get another victory potentially. Fingers crossed. Nice. And as as you're talking about it in the build up, then we have the game to look forward to on the the Saturday. I think it is, and then we have reaction show as well so hopefully it's all again with smiling faces and as we sign off before the, the world cup uh and uh, we know we will definitely be still in the top four but uh wouldn't it be nice for an, an extra three points and put a bit of a distance between ourselves and chelsea as well so yep keep an eye out for that uh, over the weekend and then on Monday, Monday, I think it's a half seven, we said, we have returning to our shores, and I'll get rid of the banner, we have Roberto. Roberto Roas is going to come back and join join us and talk to us about uh, Miggy. Miggy, all things Miggy. We, we had uh, Roberto back, and I think it was on the 10th of July, and the question we, put the, uh, we had at that time, would we sell or keep Miggy? And I'm glad we said we keep him in that show. Uh, a couple of months beforehand, we had other ideas, but uh, yeah, we said we keep him. Uh, and Richie's probably laughing. Yeah, Richie's laughing and gloating in the background. <laughs> but uh, I was going to say, that's Roberto is really looking forward to coming on the show. We've literally only got a window of that Monday because um, he's he's busy with his journalism duties beforehand, and then he's in Miami. Uh, for the other time, and he was like, "I'm like, I'm on holiday. I'm not coming. Yeah. I'm not available for any other time after that." So it was the only real time um, that we that we could kind of get him on to talk about Miggy. And as we'll probably be discussed, we've got a lot of different content available um, for the for the channel in the next few weeks. So um, yeah, it should be an exciting time. But looking forward to chatting to Roberto. We sure, we sure do, Peter. That that list is is, is amazing. There, uh, really. I'm, I'm looking forward to all the shows that we've coming up. Um, just just there, while we're talking, everything, just while we're talking, everything, Miggy, I've got a little, 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 little story. We made messages before we go to play for our football team with a Monday night. There he goes. I'm sitting in the Audi garage in Newcastle getting me car service, and guess who's sitting next to us at the table next to us, Miggy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Needed oh. a new tyre and left his uh, bank card at home, so the agent had to pay for it. <laughs> how good's that? How good's that? How did, did he how... take a picture? No, he's a Leeds fan. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> no way! <laughs> what? He lives in Newcastle. Yeah, he lives, lives in Durham. I good lad, but he's not. He's, he's like he's always been a Leeds fan since he was a kid. So it's like he's followed them all his life. 
Ask him, ask him if he wants a house trade. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go, Pete. <laughs> you don't know where you don't know where he lives though. Yeah, you don't. You haven't you haven't checked out the house. Right, uh, <laughs> he's, he's closer to St James's. <laughs> I'll be happy. Uh, my wife might think different, but I'll be happy. <laughs> Richie, shall we go to uh, questions or things you want to? Uh, you see that you've taken from the chat. Yeah, I've got David uh, Cook's got a, a good point earlier on. It was about he loved Willock's view on the pundit turnaround. Uh, they want to distract us, but we just take no notice and focus on win. And it was something that uh, was brought up on Talk Sport this morning uh, on the breakfast show with Laura Wood. And she mentioned that how uh, Richard Keyes has now changed his focus away from um, like picking on Newcastle now. He's now switched to Mikel Arteta and Arsenal. And it's it's around this sort of thing. He looks at the stuff where he, he wants to pick on the team where he doesn't want to do well. So it's obviously clear the Newcastle tax not working. So now he's shifting to Arsenal because he doesn't want them to win the league, basically. So, as David Cook says there, he's pretty spot on there. So, uh, Keith, as usual, come in. He's had all the stats all night for us as we've gone on, so I thought I'd start Stato. him. Stato. Yeah, Stato. he's uh, double Stato has put some fantastic uh, stats out there. So the first one was obviously on the Southampton game. From 1898 to 2019, Newcastle only won three times and 49 away to Southampton. Since then, Newcastle have managed to beat Southampton away three times in four games in just over two and a half years. Which is, that's what's even worse, more mad about that is, you've got to remember that we actually had Steve Bruce before one of those games as well. Yeah. <laughs> the maxi late, the late winner. Yeah, that's right. And as, he, as I said, he goes on to the, he goes on for more stats, and here we are for the Palace for today. Because obviously we've got no away days for uh, Palace away days, unfortunately, because we couldn't get a guest on before the show. But he's he's lived up and not let Pete down when he's brought his uh, Palace stats for this and a tough game tomorrow night. Since two thousand fourteen, NFC have scored more than one more than one goal in only one of their thirteen Premier League matches against Crystal Palace in the Premier League era. Crystal Palace have reached the semi-finals on four occasions in the 92-93 season, 94-95 season, 2001 season and 2011-2012 season. Here we go. And again, keep going, take a breath. Whilst NFC have never reached the League Cup semi-finals since 1976, their best achievement in this competition has been getting to the quarter-finals on seven occasions since 1992. So there we go. That's a few little stats there from Keith. Yeah, well, well, hang on. We have to do a bit of this. That's it. That's enough. That's enough. That was Robert Sano. <laughs> but you know what? He didn't just want to stop there as well. He went on to hear about what he wanted to give us our his little answer to the League Cup chap top four debate, which we had. And he put down that Man City won their first trophy, the FA Cup, and finished third Champions League for the first time in the same season, 2010-2011, the third season after their takeover. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want to know, Keith. Keith's answer now to uh, the question whether you take the League Cup final or, or the top four. Um, yeah, we look at, we'll, we'll put out the poll or something later on. And uh, But I, I want to hear if Keith's still in the chat, I want to see Keith's answer on that. Yeah. 
Joy Tune for Life, he is commenting on that as well, saying he believes that Newcastle to get two players in January and three in the summer, all with the qualities needed to compete in the European or Champions League next season. So he's saying at least five new signings with the quality that we need. Um, David R's commented on the same topic, saying, would you guys feel like finishing seventh is a, is a successful season as things currently stand? The fear is we're going to losing one at some point, which happens to most teams, which is why the World Cup timing <clears throat> is a pain. Dad, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, that, I, I, I said at the start of the season, at top eight and I'm happy. And I can't change that mid-season, even though we are doing more retired. So finish seventh, I'll still take that and I'll still be happy. I might want then that League Cup final now. Or if it Pete? <laughs> Pete? Um... Uh, yeah, I, I would still say it's a successful season. It's hard to say that being third in the league right now. Yeah. Um, that's the difficult thing. But would I have been happy with seventh place at the beginning of the season? Yeah, of course. I think any of us would have slapped anybody's hand off for that because it meant European football. And it still does. So, um, yeah, I would be happy with that. Maybe not as happy as I am right now, but I'd still be happy with it because... Again, European football puts us on that project. It allows us to attract and sign better players um, and it moves us up um, in terms of sponsors, in terms of recognition. Um, it, it does order those things that the club would want us to do. So, yeah, I'd still be happy with it, but maybe not as happy. Yeah. I've got to agree. Obviously, I said at the start of the season, I thought Newcastle would finish 78th, so I think so it's a successful season. Anything where you improve year on year until you get into that those top upper echelons of the league and the further competitions is an achievement. And that's what that would be. But I agree with what Pete says. You know, where you are now, and if you were to fall off and finish seventh, yes, it's still a good season, but you feel a bit more disappointed because of where you've worked, you've been. Um, and it's, it goes on to the second point of his question, which says, you know, we, we're bound to go on to a, a situation where we have a, potentially have a losing run, most teams does. Uh, and he fears that the World Cup break could be bad in that front. The way I'd, I'd twist that round the other way, look at what happened mid in January this year when they went away to Saudi. You you go away on a positive result like they did against Leeds. You gelled all the team together. What you were able to work on things, and he's going to be able to do that with the, with this trip as well. It's like another little mini preseason in a way. So you're going to get people like Maxi fit properly. You know, because you know, I'm presuming Wilson will go, but you to the World Cup. I'm hoping anyway. But he's, you know, he's gonna he's gonna have limited minutes, so his body's still gonna be able to recover from having, you know, seventy to eighty minutes on a, you know, two or three times a week like he has at Newcastle. So his body's gonna recover a bit. Isak's gonna be returning as well, and then you've got two, you've you've got two Premier League games and potentially a Carabao Cup game, um, before you know over the festive period, before you the transfer window opens again. So you you know you're gonna you're gonna be built. You know, look at the strength again. But what that does is it also keeps the current players on their toes to say, "Show me you still want to be part of this project. You've done it so far." You know, obviously, what's going to be happening going forward? You think about you think about the fact that we've got certain players that are going to be um, absent because they're at the World Cup, and so depending on how deep certain players go into the World Cup, we expect Bruno Gomes as and Brazil to go deep into the competition. We also, to a certain extent, uh, certainly me and you, Richie, expect England to go relatively deep into the competition. 
You know, I would say quarterfinal, semifinal should be the expectation for England. So, therefore, they're going to go deeper in the competition. So, therefore, they're going to arrive back later. So, what better players to have available who are not playing in the World Cup to come into a potential Carabao Cup game just before the Leicester game in Alan St. Maximin and Isaac that have had a full second preseason? Yeah. Um, had a number of friendlies under the, under their belt and are fit and firing and ready to go, um, and, and it just it just gives those other players an extra few days to rest and recuperate to be ready. For me, uh, you touched on Wilson. For me, I think it's in the Newcastle's best interest for Wilson to go to the World Cup, and not because he's going to play loads of minutes, but for Wilson. This has been his this has been his aim since he signed for the club. He signed for Newcastle because he wanted to break into the World Cup squad. If he gets into that World Cup World Cup squad, he's achieved his aim and for him his mindset and his positivity and his his mental strength will be through the roof just being a part of the squad and being in and around those quality players training with the likes of Kane day in day out watching those type of players he's going to come back a hungry tiger even better than he was when he left which is only a good thing for Newcastle in my opinion that's just before we move on I want to uh, a few things I wanted in the live chat uh, yes Richie thanks for starring one of them um, uh, yeah <laughs> keep Keith Rowell answered my question. As much as I want uh, Newcastle to qualify, which I think they can in the future, I've been on, on Earth too long and haven't seen Newcastle lift a top-tier trophy. I want Newcastle to win a top-tier trophy, which which that's why it's a, it's a, it's a good question and because uh, there's a few more people at the same attitude. To be fair, you've got, it, you've, got it, you've got to twist that background because the, the, the actual question was reach a final. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't win a trophy or the Champions League top four, was it? It was reach the final so you've obviously still got to win whoever you played in the final so yeah now, and the, the other thing i want to get better on the live chat richie before we go back to any comments or questions is is uh yeah the um the tattoo debacle is now over game over unfortunately joe linton didn't make it into the brazil squad but that hasn't stopped more uh, of it coming my direction league of majority two for life suggest if we get to the league of final a tattoo for me and oh. of course simon goes one step further uh, don't even think about it, Pete, twisting it again. Uh, if we win the, the League Cup final, Dad should get a smart tattoo on his nice. ass. Nice. Yeah. You're getting a tattoo. <laughs> you, you, you're getting a tattoo. Like, it doesn't matter how you get the tattoo, you're getting one. So just prepare yourself for the fact that that's going to happen. Like, and I may do. I may well get one. Most of the people that are throwing different alternatives of how you're going to get the tattoo, <laughs> that's all well and good. Just be prepared for the fact that you're going to get one at some point. I am. I am prepared. Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe not that smart one. Uh, <laughs> but again, Jimmy would love that. But um, and I don't mean that in any way related to Jimmy. Just he, he keeps calling me smart. Um, right, Richie, back to you. Yeah, a couple of little points that I do in the rounds uh, on social media tonight. That uh, it's an unconfirmed but reporter coming out that Miggy has got Player of the Month. Uh, and also that Eddie has got Manager of the Month as well. So congratulations mm-hmm. to both if those rumours are to be true. Um, sorry. You what, sorry? It was two polls that tweeted out those potential rumours. <laughs> yeah, he's probably right. But like, he's probably right. Yeah, it's where it comes from, I think. Uh, and to be fair, nine times out of ten, he's right anyway, so it probably is. 
<laughs> Didn't he say the other day he knows half the judges? Don't like that <laughs> Shearer or Carragher anymore. <laughs> Love it. He's got them in his inbox, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah. uh, right, Joy Two for Life, he says, like, we've got two more questions to get through before we round up the show. Uh, Joy Two for Life says, lads, what's, how do you see the Debravka situation working out? Seems he's not playing for Man United. So he's basically moved from sitting on the bench at Newcastle to sitting on the bench at Man United. What's your thoughts on that, lad? You go first, Pete. All I'll say is, is that his pride will cloud his judgment. Um, his pride will make him stay at Man United and continue to sit on the bench. But the reality is, is that he's probably better off and got more chance of playing football if he comes back to Newcastle than he has at Man United. Man United are in a transition phase and they want their best players as much as possible playing as regular as possible. Um, and David De Gea, the fact that David De Gea is playing Euro- in the Europa League tells you everything you need to know, is that Martin Dubravka is not going to play football at Newcastle. It probably wasn't even a signing that Eric Ten Hag wanted. And, and the fact that he hasn't played any football says and suggests just that. So therefore, for me, I think he needs to come back to Newcastle and play second fiddle to Pope because he's probably got more chance of playing football for Newcastle um, under Eddie Howe, but he won't. And and it goes back to that pride, that pride of going to Manchester United and bigging up that move, um, which Newcastle fans weren't happy about. And then all of a sudden having to come back, I don't think he's going to want to make that move. Yeah, I, I think it's... it's... I love Dubravka when he was with us, but he, yeah, he, it's, he, it's been handled really badly. He, when okay, you don't, you don't believe everything that comes out of it, but just I can't see him coming back and playing for us now. Um, I think if he, if, if he, he does come back, it'd be to go on to somewhere else. Um, and he doesn't have a future with us now. But, but if, if 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 he wants to come back and he's willing to play second fiddle, as Pete said, don't don't think it'll happen either. Um, and he knuckles down, and you know it's all okay with Eddie Howe. In Eddie, we trust. Uh, it's okay with me, but um, can't see it happening. Yeah, I can't see it happening either. To be fair, I, I know his loan move finishes in January, but I can imagine him he'll, he'll go out on loan again. I think I'll have a move permit. He, he wants he wants first team football. Obviously, he wants to. You know, he's an international as well and stuff like that. And you don't want to be sitting on the bench on a week-to-week basis. But, you know, as Pete said, he's, he's probably going to have more chance of playing uh, for Newcastle in the Cup competitions next season. Uh, sorry, the second half of the season. So I don't, think, I don't think he'll go anywhere else. I really don't. I think he'll stay at Man United. I think Man United will continue to, or feel comfortable to continue to play his wages. Just because if he leaves, they're going to have to potentially sign someone else to come in in, in his place. So it's easier for them to keep him, but he'll better he'll be better off coming back to Newcastle. But it then goes back to a pride situation. I think he's going to hold on to staying at Man United for the off chance, the very slight off chance that David de Gea gets injured and then he gets his starting berth. That's what he's holding on to. He just wants to play, even if it's one game for Man United. To, to say he's played for Man United. This is what this movie is all about. It's just to say that he's played for Manchester United. Not because he's got better chance of playing there or playing regular games. It's just so he can say he's played at Manchester United purely for his portfolio. Once he's had that one game at Man United or two games or whatever he has, 
he'll probably come back in the summer because they won't keep him and he'll just go off to any other club. But he'll have that on his CV, so he'll be able to demand a bigger contract and more money. Do you not think it'll be interesting to, to recall Dubravka? So then they, that means that they have to go out there and actually buy a new keeper. So some of the limited money they'll have in, in one of the difficult windows, they have to spend on a goalkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's really strategic move there, Richie. Like it. Well, they, no. Uh, to be fair, they did it. They did it with uh, Chris Wood. Would you really realistically paid twenty five million for Chris Wood? Not really. But what you did is you weakened the, the one of the probably the bigger teams that were down there with you by taking away their striker. Yeah, and look at the, they did to us with Lingard. They probably did us a favour, but by uh, <laughs> and Henderson. And yeah, and Henderson as well. So, yeah, screw them, screw them. Yeah. yeah. Right. Last point. It's off our friend Stato again. He says, "Daz Richie Pete, are you not worried that if Newcastle qualified for the Champions League too soon, they could get embarrassed like Rangers and Celtic did this last this last season?" Now we've already touched on this a little bit before you came on, Pete. But for me, going off the, the Rangers and Celtic isn't really a comparison because. Would you take any of the Rangers or Celtic players in the Newcastle squad now? No, no. So we Newcastle are already going, Newcastle are already going in, already going to go into the Champions League if they were to get there with a stronger squad now, and we're going to strengthen by that time, in my opinion. So I don't think we would have get it. I, me and Daz both said <clears> if we got the Champions League next season, there, uh, Pete, with you know between probably what five and seven players will probably come in over the next two windows, I'd imagine. So you're not, you know, anywhere between what two, two in January, between three and five in the summer, possibly. Do you, would, could you get out of the group stage? Do you reckon? I, I think we get out of the group. And to quote yeah. a, a, a podcaster from a team that's currently in Europe, uh, there's still farmers, as as he likes to call them, uh, in that that teams that, that get into the Champions League um, group stages as well. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're going we're, we're gonna to get out of the group, depending on what kind of group we get landed into as well. But <laughs> we're talking about groups uh, in Champions League. Uh, we'll roll it back. We'll roll it back a bit now. Um, sorry, Pete, your, your thoughts? No, no. I think, I think you're, you're absolutely right. I think we've got a great chance of getting out of the group, depending on... Obviously, it depends on what group it is. I think... And it depends on what you mean by getting out of the group. I think we'd get out of the group still playing European football, you know, whether it was third, second or first. Um, because our seeding's quite low, we would probably get one of the top teams, which is not a bad thing because uh, we'd want one of the top teams if we were coming again, coming into the Champions League because that's what it's about, playing against the top teams. But from what Richie said, we're absolutely right in that we are equipped so much better than Rangers and Celtic. I wouldn't take any one of Rangers and Celtic's players in their first team um, uh, to replace any of Newcastle United's players because we're so far better equipped than them right now. We could swap Rangers or Celtic for Newcastle United and we would storm that Scottish Premier League. That's how poor that league is right now. So for me, it's not it's, it's a, it's a non-issue um, we are better equipped. We've got more finances. We will go out and, like Richie said, probably get four or five players in the summer to improve the squad. Four or five top quality players and spend a little money do, doing so to ensure that we were ready to go to play Champions League football. You got to remember, we've got the likes of we've got the likes of Richie. They've got the likes of Dummett. You know, there are a number of other players. Darlow's going to leave. That you could probably say six or seven players could probably leave this squad 
at this moment in time and move on in the summer. So you've got the potential of six or seven players that you could bring in. We probably wouldn't bring that many in in terms of top quality players, but we're bringing four or five that could come in and instantly challenge the first team. So what you're doing is making your team bigger, better and stronger already um, to be able to compete at Champions League level. And as always, when you go into the Champions League, you've got that level of adrenaline. So adrenaline does take you forward. You know, that buzz of being in the Champions League, the fans, the war flags, the, the buzz of playing Champions League football. Callum Wilson said it on his podcast, you know, the feeling of being in, in fighting at the top end of the table gives you a buzz. It gives you a buzz like you've never felt before. Bruno Gamera is back in the Champions League. Callum Wilson, Isaac playing Champions League football again. All of those players are good to go. They're currently in the squad. You throw a Madison, you throw a Mudrick, you throw one or two other players into that squad. That can compete. It can compete better than Shakhtar. It can compete better than the likes of Leon that have been in there in the past. Marseille. We can compete. No doubt about it. And ju just, yeah, uh, just want to bring up what I was gonna say, just be while we're finishing off that topic there, just bring up what Bobby and Gail said here. Um, <laughs> just you know, we're getting getting ahead of ourselves with the Champions League group uh, league talks here and uh, all this talk about we'll not make the Champions League, what so why worry? It was a hypothetical situation where we said, Would you qualify for the top four, the Champions League top four, or get the cover? So that's just how the, 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 the talks developed. If anyone joined the channel late, it's not mm. we're not sitting here saying. We are top four. We're going to be top four because we don't know how the rest of the second half of the season is. Can we stay there? There's a possibility. But at the end of the day, there's a long way to go. And it was a hypothetical question. That's how it came. And so that's just a bit of background history for those two in case they missed it at the start. But, but Daz, if, you, if you tune in to our next show, we'll be talking about the World Club Championship and the Super Cup and everything else we're going to be in as well. Uh, <laughs> so, I've got one question for you boys, actually. Go on, I've got one question for you boys in that um, how many Liverpool fans are deleting their tweets right now? <laughs> yes, I know where you're going with this one, yeah. Uh, Every single you know, person that has LFC in their bio. Definitely. And why do we think that? Hmm... Because oh, they think. would welcome welcome what, what, what may be coming their direction. I was talking to a Liverpool fan today, and he said, bring it on, bring it on. Uh, and uh, exactly. that, why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they? Of course, of course they would. It's so interesting. It's so interesting that, that when there's a sniff of a multi-multi-billionaire owner that's willing to splash lots and lots of money at the club, that all of a sudden, there's no human rights issues. There's no issues around the Middle East. And all of a sudden, they're very, very welcoming of these particular owners. Isn't it really, really interesting? And it was in particular Liverpool that, one, tried to stop the takeover, and two, were banging the drum about human rights and all the rest of it and all the other stuff that was going on and pointing the fingers at Newcastle United fans. Aren't they very, very interesting that now they're in a position... That they are in, uh, that they are kind of um, pushing that all away and saying, "Yes, we will take them." One word, congratulations. Peace. <laughs> he'll, he'll be he'll be well happy. Um, right, 
Was that it for all the questions? Yeah, it was. After that, everything that was oh, relevant. And, and, and we've, we've told people what's coming next as well. We said we have a wait days, we'll have a reaction show, and we'll, we'll have Roberto on with us as well on, on next Monday. So that is it. We've done the sponsors as well. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Thanks to everyone who came on and joined us for the, the Cube uh, and answered the, the, the tricky question as well. Um, but yeah, and... Uh, what's left to do say make sure you hit that subscribe button and make sure you hit the like button uh thanks for everyone uh right we leave it there how do you like that Drink it.